difficult And better is one day in your house Better is one day on your thoughts Than thousands elsewhere Better is one day on your thoughts And better is one day in your house Better is one day on your thoughts Than thousands elsewhere On radio. Right on radio. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Right on Radio. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Yes, better is one day in your house, Lord. Father God, I just bring this broadcast before you. I give you thanks for the privilege of doing this particular broadcast. I thank you for the privilege and honor of reading of your word. Father God, may your word for, go forward and bless those that hear it. And Lord, I pray the Holy Spirit will be in our midst today and even speak through me, Lord, That and speak to everyone's heart directly, Lord, so that your message may be received by them. We give glory and honor to you, Jesus Christ, and we can only do that by the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the infilling of your spirit and we praise your name and glorify the Father through our advocate, which is Jesus Christ, the one who died and rose again in power for our salvation. Hallelujah, Lord. Well, God bless everyone here. How's my mic sounding? I was told that it was a little bit hot the other day watching. Well, thank you so much for that. God bless each and every one of you. This is the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah. That is right. I'm just reading the chat. Hey, listen, folks, this is going to be a bit of an interactive show. Uh, this isn't going to be the typical uh, Bible study that we do on Sunday. However, I will be reading some scripture to you. And I'm going to tell you where this came from. Uh, yesterday morning, I was sent a video by a close friend. And uh, I'm not going to mention the uh, ministry, although I do respect this channel uh, quite a bit. Um, and the video was essentially going against going down the rabbit hole, as we have all done. And going against, he says, listen, we're, we're called to be sheep and, uh, you know, turn the other cheek sort of thing. Uh, and the video was almost three hours and it made some really strong arguments. Um, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the subject afterwards, um, but I want to hear from you guys. I really hope that some of you will call in uh, when the time is right and, uh, and participate because uh, it's in our togetherness that we find the answers. I don't have all the answers, folks. Don't look up to me. I'm just a guy who uh, is digging into the Lord's word. Uh, I have been irresponsible in the past and taken other people's word, uh, believed by preachers and stuff, and most of it was good. But there's some stuff that I really should have been the Berean, to coin that phrase and uh, 
Man, I got to give Angie credit for that. Angie came up with it. Sorry, Angie. I know you don't want the exposure, but be the Berean. Uh, and it's almost become the new uh, tagline of this show because really that is where we're going to find answers. This is the only reliable truth that we can find. Uh, and God has been gracious enough to give us his word and we need to, we can, we'll never finish the Bible, folks. We will never finish the Bible. Yes, you might have a reading plan. You might go through the Bible in a year. You will never get to the bottom of it. Um, so the question is, is, you know, some of what would call the, the patriot movement, uh, other people call it the Great Awakening. Is it actually sinful? Now, this video pulled out a bunch of scriptures. Uh, I think I found one that uh, he did not reference. And to me, it, uh, it pretty much sums up what uh, this person was uh, putting forth in their uh, theoretical uh, discussion. And look, we're all learning this together. Uh, but he made a really great argument. And I'm going to read the entire chapter just for context and because it's it's good. There's only one part that really uh, pertains to this. Uh, yes, God rainbow, God's rainbow. We need a Be the Brian t-shirt. Um, I'm just going to read the whole chapter because that's kind of fitting to what uh, what we've been doing traditionally on this show and having more of his word is not bad at all. In fact, it is good. But then we're going to look at a particular part, and it's the first uh, paragraph, uh, first for few verses, in fact, that uh, that I'm going to focus on. And as I said, I, I really didn't prepare. I didn't do a deep dive study on this. This is more for just a discussion uh, amongst us to, you know, find some answers. So may the May God bless the reading of his word. I'm going to be reading from Titus th chapter 3 from the New American Standard Bible. And this is Paul writing, Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed, to slander no one, not to be contentious, to be gentle, showing every consideration for all people. For we too were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not on the basis of deeds, which we did in righteousness, but in accordance with his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he richly poured out upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This statement is trustworthy. 
And concerning these things, I want to speak confidently, so that those who have believed God will be careful to engage in good deeds. These things are good and beneficial for people. But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and strife and disputes about the law, for they are useless and worthless. Reject divisive person after first and second warning, knowing that such person has deviated from what is right and is sinning, being self-condemned. When I send Artemis and Tychius to you, make every effort to come to me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Diligently help Zenus the lawyer and Apollos on their way, so nothing is lacking for them. Our people must also learn to engage in good deeds to meet pressing needs, so they will not be unproductive. All who are with me greet you. Greet those who love us in faith. Grace be with you all. Wow, what a powerful chat. I say this every time, folks. I'm, I'm literally always moved by the word of God. Every time. It's such an honor and it's a huge responsibility to read the word of God and to even to discuss it. So I want to pay attention to a few things here, and I'm going to start the discussion. And uh, uh, thank you, Native Mom. I appreciate it. And I want you to pay attention to just a couple parts there. And I'm going to go right back to the beginning. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient to be ready for every good deed. Okay. So let me just ask a question there. Um, does that mean we should have been obedient and uh, wearing a, worn a face diaper? Does it mean that we should have been imprisoned in our homes? The word of God seems pretty clear. Now we all go down the rabbit hole, and when we tell other people of our discoveries, perhaps this applies. Verse 2, to slander no one, not to be contentious, but be gentle, showing every consideration for all people. Should I repent? Was I unfair to Killery? Have I been unfair? Have we, by reporting, been slandering? I have uh, some very specific thoughts on all these, so I'm just asking questions. I'm not saying this is the way. And as I said, I did not do a deep dive on this, so I'm reading it uh, and just taking it at face value. 
And sin is sin, folks. Um, some people sin seems a lot more worse, and I would suggest it is worse. But verse 3, for we too were once foolish, disobedient, deceived. We've all been deceived. And we've also been enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice. That's a tough word. And envy. Hateful. Hating one another. Then it goes on that our minds have been regenerated. We're not to be that way. We have been called to be holy. Look, I often admit that there's sin in my life because I'm being honest with you. I have to be vulnerable. I, I need to not build myself up as someone I'm not. I sin less and less every day, folks. But we all have issues that we're working out with the goodness of God. Verse 9, but avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and strife and disputes about the law, for they are useless and worthless. Reject a divisive person. Ah. So, having read these scriptures, what are your thoughts? Are we to go down the rabbit hole? Are we to expose these things? Are we slandering when we report on all of these things? I want to hear from you. That's that's all my material, other than my opinion, folks. So if no one calls in, I can just give my opinion and then end the show. But we have a lot of wise people in our midst. And hey, it's just a it's just a telephone call. We're not seeing your face. We don't know your real name. So I'm asking you, call in. Let me know what your thoughts are in regard to this question and the scriptures that we just read. Okay, well... I don't have any calls yet. People are being shy. Ah ha ha, we got someone, all right. Kevin W3, I've just sent you the invite link. You click on that and you will be coming on air. Kevin, welcome to Right On Radio. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, hey, can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Okay. Yeah, thoughts, thoughts would be that... Um... You know, Titus, who's the target audience, obviously, right? So Titus is the church. And we 
we in the um, United States of America in our current situation are the church and we are citizens, right? And God is, you know, Jesus is our leader in both spheres, in both realms. But as we um, respond to brothers and sisters in Christ who are in sin, and in other places in scripture, it says, you who are spiritual, if anyone's caught in any sin, you who are spiritual, restore such a one. Um, in, the, in the United States of America, where we have an absence, a vacuum of real spiritual leaders, I think we're, we're starting to see more come out, but it's, as we see leaders come out, we don't know who are you, right? It's not like we have a trusted leader in our spiritual walk, helping guide us through all these uh, landmines of what we're experiencing. But we have somebody coming on the scene that we don't really even know claiming to be this or that. So the problem we have is how do we know who this person is? And we have people claiming they speak for God, but how do we know that they're really speaking for God? So in our response, you know, we have to test, test every spirit. And when we see something that's not correct, and I really appreciate you, you know, highlighting the, these issues because it's a huge issue, I think. When we, when we see people um, not following Jesus, basically, and, and, and putting us in fear, and encouraging us to follow men and to have our, our focus fixed on men or politics or, you know, political parties and agendas. That's kind of like Israel and Judah when Jeroboam became king of Israel. He was trusted by God because God gave him 10 tribes of Israel, but what he did was he feared losing his power. And so he set up the golden calves and told Israel, these are the gods who saved who delivered you from Egypt. And then he put in place uh, a law that said, if you go to Jerusalem, like God commanded to worship, I'll, you'll, you'll be killed. He made it illegal to go to Jerusalem because he feared if the people united under worship, he would lose political power. And so it's kind of like that, that we face today. It's like, you know, who, who where's our loyalty? Who do we follow? And we're being revealed, you know, it's like the big reveal, but these things have been hidden for decades, going on for decades, and even all the way back through entire history, this evil has been present and operating. And the political machine is always, you know, what it is, power, a power struggle that goes to any and all ends to, to get and maintain power, not following God. And if you look at if you look at you know who followed God that was a politician King David he was willing to not reign not not sit on the throne not be crowned not be recognized but he was God's chosen king he followed God and and suffered the way he suffered with and, and and didn't get an army together and didn't kill Saul when he had all the opportunity to do it so I think the challenge for us is within the church, what do we do? And I think in the church, we need to keep the church meeting. We need to keep the church together. And yet 
find ways to bring truth into the church, which has always been the, the challenge. Try to keep the church being a body that preaches truth. How do we do that in the midst of all this? And how do we, you know, live as citizens in the world, which, which is right on radio's value that I really appreciate. Uh, here's the truth. How do we, how do we then live? I remember being in college and having um, Francis Schaeffer doing a How Should We Then Live? He wrote a book and, and did the How Should We Then Live? And, and so it's always been the question that we face. And yes, I believe that if, if people are using, and I, and I believe it is happening huge, that evil is using the Bible, is using the truth Jesus said there's no law against these commandments, and evil is using that to, to gain respect. Follow me, hey, I'm a Christian. Follow me, hey, I do, I do good things. So evil is using, as they always have done, the Bible and claiming to be good citizens, good people, people you can trust. They're using it to build trust and gain respect. So you know, it's a challenge for us to just really hear from Jesus and follow him. And yet in the church, we have another challenge on top of that for how do we help the one that's fallen into sin and how do we, um, how do we react and respond as citizens? And I think, you know, when I, when I hear the, um, hey, you know, this is all our fault. This is all the church's fault um, for, for the state of the world. That's absolutely not true. So the church, you know, and, and those that followed Jesus, you know, Peter, Paul, the apostles in the New Testament, it, Rome wasn't their fault. Nero, Nero wasn't their fault. Anything that happened in government and history is not the church's fault. We can have an influence, but as we do what, what as we follow Jesus, all the money and all the power and everything that's not following Jesus and that opposes us, we haven't been called to overthrow that and overcome that. We've been called to follow Jesus. That's all I have. Well, you know what? You make some really, really great points there. Um, so one of the first ones that I think you have a lot of wisdom in, in making the point. And with my question, you know, are we to call these people out uh, or are we slandering them by doing so? Um, I love how you separated we handle the church differently than we handle uh, outside of the church. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. And within the church, there is protocols. You go to your brother or sister and you address the problem. Uh, if they don't accept correction, you go back and uh, with two or three uh, other elders and then, you know, finally after that, you can go public with it. And so there are remedies for dealing with things inside of the church but outside of the church you know as i say you know i, I use killery often because i think she has been you know so uh obviously evil uh, but are are we to be calling this stuff out um is really the question and and the other point that you made uh about this being the church's fault, uh, 
I, I agree with you. Uh, it's not the church's fault because, first of all, the Lord said that these things would happen. So it's been preordained since, you know, the very beginning that these things would happen. However, uh, because of the lack of good teaching uh, in a lot of the churches, you know, the, the scripture says, do not be ignorant of the ways of the enemy. And, you know, we have not talked about it. We The churches have not come against uh, things like abortion because they wanted to be politically correct or they didn't want to lose their 501c3s. Uh, there's many, many issues that, uh, you know, spiritual warfare uh, that have not been addressed in a balanced way, at least mainstream. Okay. So there, there, there's so many things. That, listen, life is complicated, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think um, the, the church has lots of issues, and and the thing the thing that I I think should be a, a neon neon flashing sign for everyone is that we have what's happening today uh, against against things that are false and errors is is way different than any policing inside the church of of people saying, you know, hey, we need to address issues inside the church. If you ask anybody what what are, you know, name three issues inside the church that you think really need to be addressed. And everybody's afraid to, to not be a yes man, not be on board with the agenda of the church, not be uh, an, you know, a positive advertisement to draw in the seekers. And everyone's afraid to talk about any issue that's inside the church. And yet we're over the top, uh, I think, going way overboard in uh, pointing out issues in, in the world and even seeing demons behind every rock. So, Yeah, we have been, uh, myself included, we've been so quick to judge. And, uh, you know, sometimes perhaps it's fair. Uh, sometimes perhaps it's not and, you know, oftentimes in this, what, you know, many people will call the truther movement, you know, we see a picture of someone hiding one eye <laughs> or something like that, and immediately they're evil, you know, well, you know, we all have a past, we've all done things and, uh, you know, I've given the okay sign many times <laughs> and uh, I didn't know it was an Illuminati symbol. Uh, Trump has always picked on uh, because he does that thing with his hands, which is kind of the Illuminati sign where your thumbs are pressed together and your fingers are pressed together. But yet, uh, in public speaking and, you know, in a lot of business training, people are taught to go that way because that is a, you know, it's like a power stance. It's, um, you know, it's, it's just body language that, and, but in the truther community, we jump all over it. Uh, God's rainbow, I missed the button. It only flashed for a second, so call back, uh, and I'll hit you and get you in. Uh, but, yeah, we've been really too quick to judge uh, in many ways. I think we need to slow down a little bit and not look for demons behind every wall because not everything is bad. And, you know, when people put together documentaries, and I, and I can tell you this from just someone who puts in show puts on shows, if I wanted to, and of course, I, I honestly try to be very transparent in, uh, in what I do, but when you put together a documentary or a show of any kind, 
you know, it's you, the way you put it together, the edit is the way you want to steer the perception of the people in the audience uh, to make a certain point. And, you know, you can leave out certain evidences and may, maybe you don't even know those evidences because you only seeked out the bad stuff. You know, uh, when, when someone, a new preacher or something like that comes on the scene, you know, immediately, and one of the first searches I'll do is I'll put in that person's name and then false prophet into DuckDuckGo or something like that and just see what people are saying. And, you know, if I don't look for the good things, um, am I getting a balanced view? And, you know, I don't want to, well, we're not called to judge people. We can judge the doctrines. We can judge uh, the fruits. We can test the spirits. And I think that's more and more important, especially with some of the stuff that, uh, that I'm going to be bringing out uh, in the very near future. But, uh, Kevin, I really appreciate your call. Final word? Um, yeah, you know, we need to think about if we if we put in DuckDuckGo, Jesus, false teacher, um, we're going to get, you know, some information, right? And one of the things I've found to be true is that the, the guy that's attacked the most is over the target, in, in you know, as we like to say. Um, Jesus said that we'll be hated. And one of the things I found in my, in my, cause I've, I've, you know, wrongly believed people were false teachers. And after finding out what they, you know, what they do, what they stand for, what the, that, that they actually followed Jesus, but um, they're supposedly a false teacher. So I've, I've fallen for that. Um, and I think that one of the indications of what we read about somebody who's being accused uh, we just need to think, you know, is that because they're over the target or is that because they really are a false teacher? That's all. Oh, sorry, I had my mic muted. Kevin, I just wanted to say thank you for, uh, uh, you're a very wise man, and I really appreciate uh, your comments, and I, I agree uh, with it, uh, you know, in general. And uh, anytime I see you calling in, I know you're a wise man. I'm going to get you on the air. So I really appreciate you calling in. Uh, let's bring in God's Rainbow, who always has something interesting to say to me good morning god rainbow and welcome back to good morning i'm not sure about that jeff but um so the question you know what should we do as christians um kevin already alluded to that verse earlier i believe and one of the main ones that i use is ephesians 5 11 have nothing to do with the evil works of darkness, but rather expose them. So in conjunction to what you said, Jeff, earlier, this is, you know, the evil works of darkness supposedly is supposed to be just outside the church, but it can also be inside the church as well. 
So, um, you know, I think exposing whatever kind of evil, whether inside or outside, is something that should be done. But like you said, on the inside, if it's like a brother that you know, um, you know, and I thinking in that case personally, that if you personally know a brother or sister in Christ, then you go to them. But when it's uh, the church in general, I mean, I don't see any other way than to expose it if it's a church thing in general. Um, And then the other verse that comes to mind um, is the one about uh, put on the full armor of God because we need to, oh, Ephesians 6.11, put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Okay, so the devil uses his followers to carry out his schemes, right? So yeah, we're standing against the devil, but what is the devil doing? Um, How is the devil working? If he's working through people, if he's working through organizations, is he, if he's working through occults and other groups, and we need to stand against that. So I think, you know, it means both spiritually and physically to stand, to take a stand against those things. And I think part of taking a stand is to calling them out, you know, um, exposing. So those are the two verses that I fall back on in regards to your question. Well, and I appreciate that. Uh, But listen, uh, there's something to be said, and we've all experienced this, and I'm not going to name any particular names, but let's say I've got some pretty solid evidence on whoever your favorite is, you know, and I don't know who it is, but whoever your favorite is, are you open to hearing it, or are you going to be defensive right off the bat? Say that's out of context. That's just a, when when their no. words. Do you want to know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we, who wants to be led astray? Um, who wants to be, you know, pulled down the wrong path? Um, any Christian should want to know the truth. We are to be truth seekers. I mean, I see so many people's names on social media that has the word truth in it like truth teller, truth seeker. Um, I mean, that's that's something that we need to know in these times. We need to know truth. Um, and any Christian who is unwilling to um, discern the truth, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be one of them. Well, and we've all been in, we've all been in deception. And this these verses clearly state that uh, I can tell you I have been deceived. I know all of us have been at some point in time. And the thesis that I'm working on at this point in time is that I really feel the Lord had let me go through some deception because you don't learn by someone just telling you 
not the big lessons. Sometimes you have to experience it. You have to experience the hurt. You have to, you know, <laughs> um, I'm thinking of that song, Don't Be Fooled Again, right? Well, you have to really learn the hard way to get that passion to not be fooled again. And guess what? We probably still will get fooled again. Uh, but we have to be very cautious in these days ahead because we can see the deception building up. And uh, I, I, I'm just going to give a little bit of a spoiler alert on some of the shows that I have coming up. Um, it's already started. The, uh, the amount of deception that is happening in the church right now is overwhelming and it's very devious. It's hidden. They say a lot of nice things, but when you really look at what their doctrine is, and it's extremely popular, folks. Um, again, I'm not going to come out and attack people, but I'm going to compare what some people say to the Word of God, and then you guys will be able to make your own mind. But um, as far as I'm concerned, the great deception for the end has already started. Yeah, we need to take what's being um, preached in the pulpit and if it doesn't, you know, align with the word of God, it needs to be thrown out. Amen. Amen. We've got some interesting times ahead of us, folks. Uh, thank God we're here at this time. What a time he has selected you to be here, folks. Honestly, wake up with thanksgiving in your heart every day and thank God. Uh, you know, we've had a really, you know, listen, we've all had personal struggles but living in these times of modern conveniences, um, listen, you're not, you probably didn't go out to the outhouse in January. You know what I mean? Like our forefathers did. We've lived in a time of peace. We haven't fought, you know, wars on our own soil per se. Um, you know, we've really had it good. Uh, but our generation, it is my firm belief, and I could be wrong, it's just my belief that uh, we are not going to escape some serious testing. God's rainbow, yeah. thank you so much for your call. As always, I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your great knowledge of the word of God. You're welcome. All right. Native mom, I think this is the first time you've called in. Welcome it is. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just always go back to the truth will set you free. We have so many that are deceived and, and everybody, especially this younger generation, they call evil good and good evil. They're not going to know or be led to the truth and then eventually hopefully led to Christ, who is all truth and, and all love. If, if we do not dig and we do not put that truth out there to them, we just have to try to remember, um, to keep calm, have proof, as much proof as we can, and also pair it with the Bible and speak Amen. in love. Speak in love because the love um, and the calmness is really what will come over more than anything to them because they are such a hurting generation. So they're looking for love. And if we don't show them love and we don't show them truth because Jesus called out, he called them out in the churches and he called them out everywhere. So 
we have to, I, I feel like we are obligated to do that. And um, it also says a liar will have his part in the lake of fire. I don't want to lie. So, you know, I'm going to always try to put out the, the truth best as, best as I can. And we don't want our children, you know, or or, or even people our, our age to be led astray by lies. So we do, I mean, we just have to speak up in love. In love. And uh, you're, you're absolutely right. And one of the best ways is if you have the evidence, you can present the evidence and then just ask questions. And right. I love how you said, compare it to the word of God. And even if someone isn't a believer and they think the Bible was written by man or whatever, it doesn't matter. The word right. of God ha is power on its own. And it is, and the Holy Spirit will deny it, but you can present it, and they're still going to hear truth. And who knows? Uh, it could be that uh, that seed that was on, uh, you know, thrown onto rocks, but you know, maybe it bounced and landed in some good soil. We never know, right? And you never know um, when they're away from you. You know, it may just trigger their mind. Everybody starts thinking at night, especially if they're lonely and they're wondering and questioning everything. When they lay down, a lot of times they'll start thinking. And then um, I've seen the Holy Spirit with different people. That's when, you know, he'd come in and convict them. And that's when a lot of times they would start questioning and then they would go start looking. And if we come across without love and, you know, just like yelling like they do a lot of times and screaming, then they're they're not going to get that love and they're not going to think about the good parts of it or want to be led to Christ or go research the Bible or anything like that. Because even a child actually knows the truth. They know in their heart what is true and what's not. We just have to show them when we're raising them a lot of times. So if a, a little child can tell the difference, an adult eventually will. Yeah, and listen, you never know. Uh, God might dispatch someone else who confirms the things that uh, that we put out. You know, God does things. Native Mom, what a pleasure to have you call in for the first time and to hear your voice. Uh, uh, well, it's my pleasure. Really, really wonderful. And you've been such a great supporter of this channel. You're truly one that's... Uh, uh, really valued by me in the community. I want you to know that. And I say that with, uh, with love in my heart in Christ Jesus. Well, thank you. I, I just love our family. Our, you know, right on ready. I may miss the lives, but I have to go back and catch them. You know, you're doing a wonderful job and watch them all. I mean, just everyone, just our, our little community. I've, I was raised in a smaller country church um, that went back because I have like preachers in my family and um, my great grandparents and my grandparents built the church that I was actually raised in. So, you know, we believed in speaking in tongues and telling the truth and we didn't shut down during the pandemic. Um, and our preacher still says, um, I'll go to jail if I have to. God told me I'm not to shut down. And he does not him around with anything. You know, he tells them like it is and reads from the Bible. And that is very hard to find these days. And it's also hard to find a church that you have people that have faith that will actually lay hands on you and pray for you 
or you can call up, you know, it's, it's hard to find these days. And the more that we can just spread that to people, you know, the better off it'll, it'll be. And it'll just spread because, um, we, we're in for some hard times, but we just have to rise up. And that's where each of us have to support each other, encourage each other. I, I, um, share songs because a lot of people get a lot out of music and, um, if it's upbeat and the words, you know, a lot of times it, it actually helps you get going if nothing else. And, um, we just have to keep encouraging each other too, because we do have some rough times, but we can make it as long as we stay in the word and keep our eyes on Jesus. He'll give us that strength. And when we're down, that's where we just encourage each other and say, no, get up. You can't. I'm not letting you stay. I'm not leaving you behind because this is a war. And this is the, uh, to me, I don't know if there's even in the Bible days, if there was ever any other time where evil was such against everyone, the entire world. And it is just an epic battle that we are going through. We're just going to have to hold on and pull each other up and, and well, encourage one another. Well, there was the days of Noah, and uh, and we saw what God did, so I, I expect God, God's going to move again. And you know what, just one other thing is, you know, you said the truth will set you free, and when you watch the videos, I've got that written across the top of the screen. I certainly believe that wholeheartedly. Um, yes. And, and my grandmother... And but the one thing when we when we talk to people, uh, one thing the Lord has really been telling me uh, in several different ways is to be slower to speak. Now that often that adds quite the yes. dichotomy when you're uh, doing the live shows and you know you don't want dead air. Um, yeah, however, but when you're out, it's like my my dad was that way. He he would listen and he was slow to speak. But when he spoke, you you knew that he had something important to say because he was going to weigh it out before he actually spoke to you. Um, and if it was certain things, he was going to pray about it before he spoke it to you to make sure, you know, that it was right. Well, that is wisdom of the ages. And that is something that we should want to emulate that behavior and for I sure. Yes. And one thing that has always stuck with me is um, my granny always said, and she only had a third grade education. This is on the Native American side. She had a third grade education, but she understood her Bible. If she couldn't pronounce the word, she spelled it out. God let her be able to understand the Bible. But she always said, the more of the world that you put off, the closer to God you'll be. And you can't go, you can't go wrong with that. Amen, sister. Very wise. Thank you for yes. calling in, Native Mom. God bless Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. All right. And it's my pleasure to welcome, of course, Watching Wall has called in. Watching Wall, what say you? Oh, I'm having trouble hearing you. Just barely, barely, uh, very low.
Yeah, no, you're not coming through. Perhaps exit out and then uh, and then come right back in. I'll I'll put you back in. Yeah, I had my mic muted because I was trying to see if that made a difference. Thank you, Misty River. Oh, hold on. I think I just heard you better. Uh, it's really, really faint, but I can hear you. I'm just going to mute my mic and uh, what say you? Yeah, I can hear you. I turned up my volume, but you're you're coming through. Absolutely. Also, um, one thing that we have to always watch and guard ourselves, 
And uh, when I was, when, when the Lord first took me into knowing, you know, what's all going on in, in the world, that was uh, many years ago, I started out um, with a very um, judgmental spirit. And, and so whenever I hear something that is not in alignment, I would go ahead and call that out, you know, even naming names and, and stuff like that. And I would do it very vehemently, thinking that, um, you know, I, I have the responsibility to, uh, to tell the truth as it is and to call out what is not. But one day, I, as I was listening to uh, a message by David, the late David Wilkerson, with whom I have very high regards and respects for. And um, he was doing his regular sermon. And as he was preaching, he began to uh, talk about an example of what was um, a mockery in, in the presence of God, uh, a lack of reverence. And he went on to give the example. But he said this thing. He refused to name that person. And when he said that, it, it struck me. It's, it, it, it's, it's like the Lord put his finger in my heart. And David Wilkerson said to the, um, what he, he, he was saying was that um, because that person is in the body of Christ and is a brother in the Lord, he would not name him to shame him. But he addressed the error and he addressed the lack of reverence um, so that the church would know and see the difference between how the Lord would do and between what the Lord did not do. And when I heard that, it convicted me so much. And, and the Lord turned me around after that, from that, just by hearing from, from uh, the late David Wilkerson. And I learned that sometimes how God does things is not the way that I would do it. And so I've learned to really submit it to Him. And if the Lord has shown that this is, a, a, you know, a particular person is indeed with devious intent to harm the body of Christ, uh, that deliberately, with intentionally come as a wolf in sheep's clothing, that's a different matter altogether. But nonetheless, um, the Lord, as what uh, Kevin and Rainbow has said, you know, the Lord would say to do to uh, approach the person first, confront the person. That is, that's what best you have recommendation, and and take it the way that He would do it. And also, I found that um, there is a danger with a uh, calling out people as they are, because one reason is what I've just talked about, and the other reason is because um, people being people. They tend to, it's very easy to judge a person based on what they see. It's like when I look at any YouTube videos that call things out, that call people out, um, the focus becomes um, looking onto that person that's being called out. 
more than um, dividing by the word of his spirit, more than recognizing his spirit. And then there is a danger of causing people's eyes to look to that, to that person. But the thing is that anyone can be used of the enemy if he or she allows the enemy to use them through unrepentant sin and unrepentant death when there is an open door. So anyone could be used of the enemy. So it could be one person who just goes in this vessel A is heavily and, and, and greatly used to spread a certain thing. And then the enemy could also jump onto the next person, onto the next person, onto the next person. So if 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 the community of uh, people who uh, are looking based on the person, then their eyes will be fixated on that person. Will they come to recognize when the enemy is using the next line of people? So I believe what the Lord wants us to know is to discern, to separate by his truth, by his word of truth. I think that is, um, in God's eye, that is more important. You know what, wisdom as always, Beulah. Uh, but let me, let me just put an example forward to dig into this a little bit further. Let's say there's a YouTube preacher, prophet, doesn't matter, but someone on YouTube, very big following, maybe even millions of people. And so I can't get at that person. I don't have the relationship to go to them and say, hey, you're in error. But I see that the doctrine is firmly off. Like they've got a fundamental of the faith wrong and it guides their entire doctrine. Now, in my opinion, I, well, it's not even my opinion. From what I understand from God's word, I cannot judge that man's heart because I'm not the judge. That's God's duty. God's going to shift, separate the wheat from the chaff. However, if, for instance, many of Right On Radio audience are listening to that person and they don't realize the, the deep, mistake or intentional or not intentional uh but the deep error in the word that goes it actually goes against god i think it's fair game that i need to at least show that person saying those words out loud and then compare it to the word of god it's not me judging the person however it is allowing people to discern where they might not have seen those things before. What say you? And um, I pray that the uh, listeners, uh, that they will approach when they are viewing um, what they are presenting, that they will approach with a, uh, with a heart that is centered on the Lord and, and see and understand through the Lord's perspective see it through his eyes and not uh, uh, cause the, the, our, our sight to be fixated on that person. As in like, you know, for example, if you present person A and then all the eyes will zoom in on that person A, 
and use the mind. Oh, a, a person A is this and that, this and that, this and that. So that is um, what I hope that the audience would uh, approach it in the state of love. View it with the Jesus eyes of, uh, of understanding and of love. Because we do not know that person, person A's real spiritual standing before the world. Because we don't know that person personally. Uh, I mean, if we know that person personally, then... You know, it's another thing altogether. But if we don't, then we we our position have to be we have to be very careful that we do not um look with eyes. You know, because the enemy will put stones with who whose ever hands are open to pick up a stone. You know, so so we have to be very careful because of our human nature, and and so that's that's what I hope. So when when your presentation, I will be able to take that defense It's a it's a very dangerous place to be because certainly you don't want to go against the Lord in any way or against the Lord's people, and uh, it's. Very interesting, but I will say this, and I want to—I'll I'll say this as a public statement. Um, on Wednesday, during the Singapore prayer celebration, by the way, every Wednesday they're held on Telegram uh, at seven thirty Eastern Standard Time. You guys are welcome to join, of course. And then on Saturday at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's best if you get there right on time because. We talk about the protocols and how we run it, and that's always important if you're a first-time listener. And uh, and by the way, for this Podbean audience, we are going to do, uh, I'm thinking the first Wednesday or Saturday of the month, uh, we're going to do a Singapore prayer celebration live here on Podbean. So those of you who want to pray will have to actually call in. Uh, I don't think I will record it. Uh, I, I might. I'm going to, I'm still praying about that. But on Wednesday, um, because this, this stuff has been heavy on my heart that, that, that the Lord has been showing me or allowing me to see. And during that prayer, I believe the Lord showed me exactly how to do it. So it's going to be uh, a series. It's going to build up, you know, from, it's going to create a, I'm going to create a proper foundation for you to have understanding uh, before we bring it into modern day and what, how some people are participating in this clear deception. Well, it's not so clear. It's been hidden uh, behind a lot of things, but uh, it's very clear to me and now I can't stop seeing it. So Praise the Lord. Thank you, Beulah, for that call. Final word? Um, I believe that when you, I, when you do this in the Lord, the Lord will lead and guide you. So we are all with you, brother. Amen. I, I Listen, you, we talked about faith on the prayer call last night, and, you know, we really do have to step out in faith sometimes and, uh, and just trust the Lord. And... You know, often when I do these podcasts, particularly the Sunday shows, I just I'm just going to tell you guys, uh, I feel the the spirit of the Lord come upon me uh, 
quite often, not every time, and it's probably evident to you guys uh, the difference. Uh, you know, listen, I always have the Spirit of the Lord because it lives inside of me, but sometimes I really feel the anointing uh, come on me uh, in a strong way. And so I know that the Lord is faithful and true, and he will be there. Uh, thanks for the call, and I'm just going to conclude with my final comment on this. Um, going back to the word that was uh, we started off with, and it says, remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed. So we're only to do good deeds. If we're told to do something that's not right, like, hey, you shouldn't go to church and you shouldn't go see your grandmother and you shouldn't, uh, you know, uh, be within six feet of people, that is not good. Uh, but it, then it says, do not slander anyone. Well, you know what? I said bad things about, you know, uh, the prime minister of Canada at that time. That's for sure. Um and so was I being disobedient to the government. God put Justin in power. He put Biden there. Um, so it's a fine line. But here's where I've come to my opinion. And, of course, the Word of God uh, speaks pretty clearly. I haven't done an exhaustive search in this topic, as I mentioned at the front end. But... You know what, particularly in, uh, in the USA, in Canada, in Western civilizations, we were given by the government, so, you know, give, render under Caesar what is Caesar's, um, we have been given the ability to have free speech. We've been given the ability to protest legally, um, and I think we need to. Uh, going back to what Kevin said, uh, look, the church isn't to blame for all this stuff. Of course not. We're not evil. And I love that he brought up Nimrod. <laughs> you know, certainly the church was not responsible for Nimrod. However, when they took the prayer out of school in 1963, I don't think the church rose up enough to battle it. Um, we bowed down to political correctness and you know, we cannot acquiesce because to do nothing, to say nothing, is to basically go along with it. And so I do believe there's a balance, but we do have to be slow to speak. Every caller made such great points. I'm really personally glad. Uh, this has been good for me. Maybe it was only for me, um, but I'm really glad that we had this discussion. I think it was worthwhile having. And even though some people in our movement are misguided, God knows their heart. And again, each one of us has been under deception at some point in time. And God let us out. He could do that for others too. Only God can judge the character of the man, the motives of a man because God knows all these things. We don't. So be slow to speak, speak in love, ask questions, and first and foremost, do it prayerfully 
do it in the spirit to the best of your ability with all these things and the truth will set you free um, the truth might convict someone else because as I have said publicly you know there was a time when I was backslidden and uh, you know I, I still was going through the Proverbs and stuff like that because I was looking for scriptures and learning learning how to do business better uh, but there was a time when I would not read the scriptures because it brought too much conviction on my life and I would start bawling my eyes out as soon as I read any verse. And God always brought me to a verse that just convicted my soul. And that was me already being born again. When someone who is not born again hears the word uh, quite often because they belong to the devil. If, you, if you're not born again, uh, you're an antichrist. I, I don't think there's any other way to put it. Um, you know, really, uh, you're there, there's... There's no middle ground, you know, but I'm a good person. I'm If you're not born again, you're an antichrist and you will not see the kingdom of heaven. Um, maybe someone who's listening is not a Christian right now. Well, it's a good time to get to know Jesus. And, uh, and I pray that you will uh, be a disciple in the way along with us. And by the way, if there is anyone... Uh, who wants me to pray with them personally, who doesn't know Christ. Um, if you've already had found salvation, but you've backslidden, that, this calls in for you. But if you've never actually accepted Christ in your life, reach out to me at rightonjeff at gmail.com. Put your phone number in there, what time zone you live in, maybe best times to call, and I will personally call you and tell you about Jesus in a personal way and walk you through that prayer. Um, that's my offer to you. If, if that person is listening, I'd be glad to do it. Not that there's anything special about me, but I do have a strong faith and I know that I know I have met Jesus. I know it. He's alive in me. And he wants to be alive in you. Knock and the door shall be opened. It's a promise of God. And God keeps his promises. You will see life in an entirely different way. And for those of you who have been with the Lord for a while, I encourage you to go uh, onto YouTube or even out here on Podbean and listen to the new Goggles series. In essence, it's uh, it's based on scripture, but I really believe it was good teaching. Uh, it's 12 episodes, and the premise of it is to deprogram from what the world or Pharaoh has taught you and how to see the world through God's eyes new goggles it's and and do them in order folks do them in order it's really important uh, that you do them in order well god bless each and every one of you and uh i noticed most of the prayer team is on here if uh if you're available i know it's getting late for for those of you in singapore uh, but if you're available in about uh, 10 minutes i would love to uh to just have a quick talk with you about uh, what's going to happen next week with me. 
if you're available in about 10 minutes, we could meet on the channel where we normally meet. Um, thanks everyone for being here. May God bless each and every one of you. And remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community.